0: And really go for it this time. Right, okay. Yep.
1: Are we ready? hello and welcome to dispatches from the communal bathroom i'm chris delamere i'm sam bradley and in this special episode of dispatches from the communal bathroom we will be looking at the theme of self-improvement we will be looking to improve ourselves both mentally and physically we want to get better at things is that right sam
2: we just want to be better people i think oh yeah we can all agree that we've we've all got room to improve and uh
1: (laughs) i thought you were gonna say we can all agree we're terrible people (laughs) well that too and we need to get
2: better we need to get much much better
1: we're diseased with so many flaws and foibles but it's true, isn't it? We're, we're very self-analytical, aren't we? And uh, Yeah,
2: very much so. We beat
1: ourselves up. We beat ourselves to death about all of these things. And we just want to put in a bit of time on the show to actually make the show and ourselves better.
2: I mean, we've been doing this for a year. Have we grown, you know? In this character arc, have we grown as people? Or is it like Seinfeld? No growing, no hugging. But that's the thing. Our cynicism
1: gets in the way of our own personal development. And maybe for one episode, we need to put that aside and really put the time and effort in to make something beautiful of ourselves.
2: Or just to become reasonably okay people.
1: (laughs) So what are we kind of looking at to try and help with this program of self-improvement?
2: I think it's important to set specific Goals and to identify yourself areas in which you can definitely improve. Mm. So rather than just being vague, I want to be a better person. How can you be a better person? So, Chris, have you identified some areas?
1: You said specify, get specific about it. I have been very, very vague in what I have written, (laughs) which is sort of to the effect of be a better person, but specifically, aspects of my personality that I'd like to work on. One of which is my tendency to get incredibly irritated by the most minor of inconveniences. You know, like when uh, you're trying to look for your house keys in your bag and you can't find them straight away.
2: And then you just throw your bag on the floor and and smash up your room.
1: Yeah, you just shake (laughs) with complete rage and destroy things for no reason. I'd like to keep a check on that if I can. (laughs) And generally not think too much to clear my mind more often. So that's maybe the mental side. And the physical side, as has been documented on the podcast many, many times, I don't really look after myself very well. But I'd like to try and take a period of abstinence from alcohol. Oh. And try to physically improve myself with uh, what the kids are calling exercise to get the heart beating and the sweat pouring and generally just get all them toxins out and get the um, endorphins rushing yeah. around my body and if I feel better as a person maybe I'll become better
2: for me on the mental side of things i realized recently i read one half of one book in the last year i feel like good people read books <laughs> So I'm going to challenge myself to read some books. To prove this, I'll be uh, submitting a book report for each of them. That would be good. For the podcast side of things, uh, I realised during 12-hour day that I have terrible enunciation. I'll just happily be so i just enunciate so badly. I don't even say words sometimes. I'm just like... Uh,
1: Yeah, I think we're both prone to that.
2: I don't even think I understood clearly what I was saying (laughs) during 12-hour day. When I was listening back to it, I was like, you just need to slow down and just enunciate. Take
1: your time.
2: And uh, of course, this goes hand-in-hand with me working towards my future rap career. So yeah, I think uh, that's something I definitely want to improve. And then on the physical side of things, I have a desire, a burning desire from the last fourteen years of my life. Wow! To be able to skateboard in an acceptable way. <laughs> you can skateboard. <laughs> sort of, but not not as well as I'd want to, you know, Chris.
1: Isn't that a a regression rather than a self improvement? To I mean, look at Tony Hawk's. Look at the millions he's made. Maybe not.
2: Yeah, and he's in he's in his forties. He's still still he's shredding hard. Shredding, yeah. And whenever I go past the skate park in the middle of the day, on a weekday, it's full of 20-something weirdos on skateboards. Really, so, yeah. you know, I fit in with the current crowd.
1: <laughs> okay. And you were there from the beginning, man.
2: No, not really. <laughs> 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 you were there a
1: long time ago, though. Yeah. And, and yet you're still okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know what I'm you're still
2: saying. Okay.
1: Mm. Uh
2: what still okay. What was the other thing? Books? Skateboarding? Oh, I need to get a job.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty big one, pretty big one.
2: Probably the most important one uh, that I've completely ignored. You need to put food in your mouth. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There's only money going out of my bank account at the moment. Oh, man. I need to figure out a way of getting money to go into that account. But I think that's going to be the hardest one. Yeah, sure. Yeah.
1: I mean, thinking about the podcast side of things, maybe I should have a name like... I use words sometimes, and I'm not sure I know what they are. (laughs) (laughs) I've certainly done that in the podcast. It's certainly been recorded. I remember hearing a story about Charlie Chaplin uh, learning a new word from the dictionary every day, and I'd like to see if I could try that challenge myself and be able to use some of those words uh, maybe when we chat later to see how we've improved.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I think we should... uh... In order to sort of push one another, we should challenge each other within these realms.
1: Right, okay. On the skateboarding side, maybe you've got to do like a a 360-something. Can you do a 360-something?
2: I mean, it's whether you do a 360, as in a spin, which is actually really hard, or a 360 flip, or a 360 shove it. Maybe just a 360-something is uh, good enough.
1: Okay. Uh, All right. So That's what about me?
2: Good. Chris? Yeah, I would like you oh, no. to. <laughs> you need to clear your mind, and you need to do some exercise. Now, what's the most mind-clearing exercise you can think of? It's the sport of yoga, Chris. Oh, okay. So, I would like you to find a nice, meditative yoga class that okay. you can continually return to.
1: I might go do some hot yoga. Yeah, Is that hot- good.
2: I think it's quite stressful, but. Oh, okay. (laughs) You can try it.
1: I don't want. I don't need stress. I'm trying to clear my mind. I don't need extra stress.
3: There are so many things that annoy me. Just get me completely riled up. You know, when you can't find your keys in your bag straight away when you're trying to get into your house. That fucking annoys me so much. I've got this dodgy headphone jack on my phone and you've got to got to jiggle it in just the right place to be able to hear anything. And you've got to keep holding on to it. It's so annoying. Why doesn't anything work? Stuff always goes wrong like I I you it would all along Is it my lack of faith That seals the fate Of these thousand little broken things that make The scaffolding of life You know when you botch up a takeaway order Where the promised free garlic bread That you didn't even want Doesn't even turn up That's annoying I hate when toilet seats don't stay up while you're trying to piss I hate missing a bus I hate missing the bus I will think about missing the bus For a few days after missing the bus I hate the lack of tactility that a smartphone swipes typing has. I hate that. The guillotine at the office with the plastic guard that's held together by tape never fucking works, always falls apart. And the photocopier, oh my god, it jams every single time. And it never works. Stuff always goes wrong. Like I can knew it would All along Is it my lack of faith That seals the fate Of these thousand little broken things That make The scaffolding of life And it's not just things as well, it's people You can't rely on people You try and catch a train with a friend And they'll delay and delay and slow time And you'll miss the fucking train I hate it Why can't they just get their act together? I know the intensity of my anger is not commensurate to the minuscule inconvenience of internet passwords, but I let it become my predominant emotion, and I know it's for our own good, but don't even talk to me about the goddamn fucking online banking logon system. And the goddamn fucking online banking logon system. And the goddamn fucking online banking logon system.
2: And now, a self-improving one-minute book review. Shakespeare on Toast, by Ben Crystal. The first book I read was a gift from my mother for my 28th birthday, which coincidentally was the 400th anniversary of Shakespeare's death. That book was Shakespeare on Toast, written by Shakespearean actor, director and lover of poetic meter, Ben Crystal. On Toast is an enthusiastically written instructional book of sorts that teaches why the plays are written the way that they are. It sets out the place and the time the plays are written in and explains their style and clues in the text for how they are to be acted. The main points of the book are this. These plays are old, like 400 years old old, and people back then had different accents, different manners and different cultural references to us now. They are more or less meant to be soap operas, recognisable stories written for everyday people, but Shakespeare was the Miles Davis of soap writers, adding his poetic jazz that makes them so enduring. The texts were not books written for people, because most people couldn't read back then, but tools written for his actors. And as such, Crystal states, there is always a reason something is written the way that it is. If the rhythm changes, there is a reason. If a character switches from the informal thou to the more formal you, there is a reason. If people enter the stage but they don't say anything, there's a reason. Shakespeare is directing the plays through these clues in the text, but it's up to the actors and directors to decide what those clues mean. It's a good book for those who want Shakespeare to be cracked, but my main takeaway is Sonnet 145 should always be wrapped. Yo, William Shakespeare, OGMC, Sonic One Forty Five. Those lips that love's own hands did make breathed forth the sound that said I hate to be That languished for her sake But when she saw my woeful state Straight in her heart did mercy come Chiding that tongue that ever sweet Was used in giving gentle doom And taught it thus a new degree I hate she altered with an end That followed it as gentle day Doth follow night who like a fiend From heaven to hell is flown away I hate from hate away she threw And saved my life Saying Not you
1: So like Sam, I thought I would approach uh, my mental improvement uh, with a more literate approach to my life. Now I do read, I read quite a bit, uh, but I often find myself reading words and just assuming I know what they mean. And you know, filling in the gaps and not necessarily considering what exactly each word means. So I've taken a conscious decision to try and look up words when I don't understand them. I found a website that um, generated random words. And I just kept clicking and clicking and clicking to generate words until I found one I did not know. And then each time that came up, I looked them up and um, I learnt new words that way as well. donta. That's polypronta donta. Uh, that's a division of marsupials who have more uh, four incisor teeth in each jaw. Uh, so I feel like that's going to be a useful bit of vocab. Nundinal. Nundinal. Nundinal? That's another problem. I mean, I can I can read these out. I might be reading them out wrong. So I need to improve that. Nundinal, and that refers to letters in the alphabet from A to H, uh, which were used in the old Roman days to mark the days of the week. That's nundinal, N-U-N-D-I-N-A-L. I'd never heard of that word before. Interesting, isn't it? Mm, paragogue or paragog, not sure. P-A-R-A-G-O-G-E. Paragog, Paragogue? don't know. Uh, that is the addition of a sound to the end of a word. Thanatotic, Thanato- thanatotic. I don't know how to pronounce any of these. That's the that's the other problem. Thanatotic, um, from uh, derived from Thanatos, the Greek uh, personification of death. Jeremiah which is a, a prolonged complaint, a jeremiad. These are all useful words. Avuncula. Now, I always thought that was like easygoing, like an easygoing, nice to get along with kind of person. Avuncula. But it, it literally means to have uncle-like characteristics, which is, I guess, kind of what I've filled it in. It's funny what you do with words sometimes, where you fill in a meaning which isn't quite right. But because you've seen it, you've seen this particular word repeatedly in a certain context, you've filled it in in your mind quite close to what it actually means. But is this genuinely useful to be learning them rote like this?
2: Now, a self-improving one-minute book review, Paper Towns, by John Green. To say I'm a fan of John Green's online work, such as Vlogbrothers and Crash Course, is something of an understatement. However, I have never actually read any of his novels, the things he's most well known for. I decided to finally correct this with Paper Towns, a coming-of-age mystery story, which, John assured me in many YouTube videos I watched two years ago, is rife with symbolism and metaphor and literary references, alongside a classic last weeks of high school parties, road trips, and dick joke story. The story follows Q, a high school senior in love with the perfect girl next door, Margot Spiegelman. After a night of crazy hijinks with Q, Margot disappears, leaving behind clues for Q to follow. Therein starts the mystery, set to the sound of Walt Whitman's song of myself, Q hunts his white whale. However, the real message of the book is a message Green pushes hard in most of his work, shown best when Q and co play That Guy's a Gigolo, a game where they create elaborate backstories for the people beside them in traffic. It's easy to forget how full the world is of people, full to bursting, and each of them imaginable and consistently misimagined, Q says. Everyone in the book imagines Margot differently and incorrectly, and in not imagining her complexly, they do her and themselves wrong. This book is great, super easy to read, very fun with interesting themes plainly stated. But really, it's a coming-of-age story by John Green. There isn't much chance I wasn't going to like it. Yeah, so I feel like we're just checking in. Yeah? Yeah really
1: do you feel like you've Uh, improved
2: uh, as a human being in some ways so how long has it been since we last talked a week
1: Uh, more than a week I think but yeah a
2: week the things that I was going to improve were in my skateboarding where I was challenged to do a 360 something that's sadly been put on hold due to uh, life and bad weather (laughs)
1: Implement weather
2: (laughs) yeah that's the problem I need a good location and a dry day. I was thinking about going to uh, like a train station car park or something. Oh, yeah, just that's practicing. classic skateboarding, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the one that I have made strides on is in my reading.
1: Yeah, I've seen, I've noticed you've been posting things on social media.
2: Yeah, on on Instagram because because I can't go out skateboarding. <laughs> I've been trapped indoors. Okay, You've lost
1: time on one of the improvements But yeah. it has It has been at the gain
2: of another Yeah 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 Getting through books so I'm getting into into reading I don't know if it makes me a better person though
1: I think you feel better I mean I try to read anyway And I, I've been trying to learn new words And stuff <laughs> I should now be able to tell you some Shouldn't I Yeah. Nundinal <laughs> um, Nundinal <laughs> Nundinal, Nundinal? Don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's uh, a name for all of the letters between A and H in the alphabet.
2: Why is there a word for that?
1: Because they used to be, they used to represent uh, the days of the week for the Romans A to H.
2: Okay.
1: Interesting fact that I've not (laughs) looked into (laughs) I just read that as the definition And then didn't look into it at all I mean, other than that I said I would try not to get irritated by things And I actually, without really trying That's kind of happened Now I might disclose something here Oh Well you know about this But I've not been drinking For uh, Three and a half weeks Wow, and you, and you know what? That really helps with not being irritable.
2: <laughs> Amazing,
1: well done. I mean, it's almost like cheating as well because not only have I not been drinking alcohol, I've also been taking uh, Prozac medication, <laughs> which is really good. I like, I think in the in the last like two or three days, it's just kicked in, <laughs> a- and and so the the alcohol not being in my system and the Prozac suddenly coming into my system uh i like feel much lighter like emotionally and physically and uh, ah. that's quite quite a nice feeling
2: wow that's yeah. impressive
1: <laughs> that's like a genuine thing that's happened to me <laughs> how
2: is not drinking
1: i mean it's actually fine because the benefits so obviously outweigh the negatives which is i just feel like i can't relax maybe sometimes
2: yeah that's it. yeah
1: and I do think, I was thinking about this the other day, and I was thinking about thinking. <laughs> I do think, I think a lot. Perhaps it sounds self-aggrandizing to say that I've got an overactive imagination, but I think I might do. Yeah. Or yeah, at yeah. least at least quite an active imagination, let's say. And drinking, if anything, is really, really good for stopping you from thinking. Yeah. And that's a re- really, really nice quality of alcohol, <laughs> uh, uh, and I've I've missed that a little bit just to just to go. Not even it's not even about getting blackout drunk. It's like let's have a couple of pints and forget about all of those things that are whirling around. Yeah, and it really helps for that. But the benefits of feeling so much sort of freer in your mind, and I just feel lucid in my mind a lot more. Yeah. Is, it, just completely outweighs that and no hangover i've not had a hangover for a, a month it's amazing i mean that's the best cure for a
2: hangover is to never drink again yeah we learned that one so have you done any yoga
1: not yet no come on chris i do need to do some yoga uh, i have actually just just to bring the point home my body is telling me because my back has been hurting again the past couple of days, I gotta do some yoga.
2: Yeah, yeah. The main thing I've learned about self improvement one weekend is that it seems to take a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think this is good to check in.
1: Yeah, you know, I I think we're both doing really well. You've read nearly three whole books now. Well, I've which read is
2: two and a bit. Yeah. Also, they're like bo- good. It's
1: boom time.
2: <laughs> like books are like really good. And they just they're, lie, they're just they just lying great. around. They're all over the place. Yeah! <laughs> they're really good!
1: <laughs> and they've got, like, whole, like, stories and worlds and things inside them.
2: Yeah. And, like, and
1: ways- <laughs> it's amazing what happens, right? You read these words. They're just words on a page. And then a thing happens in your brain.
2: And it's not, like, really boring science stuff or, like, puzzling out equations, which is most no. of what I'm reading. It can awesome. be whatever you want. <laughs> That's the whole point.
1: I've learned some new words from a random word generator, but I've also learnt some new words uh, from just reading. And here are four words that I honestly do not know. There's four words here. It's, there's bellatristic, B-E-L-L-E-T-R-I-S-T-I-C. And then there's protein, protean, P-R-O-T-E-A-N. Protein And there's espial, E-S-P-I-A-L, espial, don't know what that means. Imago, imago, I-M-A-G-O, don't know what that means either. Now I could look these up now, couldn't I, live? Live! But you could listen to me learning, like this is evidence going on live right now of me learning. Or maybe I should guess first, maybe I should guess what they mean first. Bellatristic, maybe that's something, so bell is like... Beautiful, isn't it? Or is that in French? Bellatristic could be inclined to be beautiful. That makes no sense. Nothing can be inclined to be beautiful. Hmm. That's an interesting idea, though. Think yourself beautiful. Hmm. Protein. Now, I feel like protein is something to do with... Something like the very essence of life... Now, that's a, s- a stupidly br- vague thing to say. Protean. Like, you'd feel something on a protein level. Like, feeling it in your atoms. Espiel, It looks like special, but sort of anagrammed. Espiel. Imago. I couldn't even guess at that one. Or imago. Imago. Don't know. So, I'm going to look them up. So, bellatristic. It's an adjective. I could have told you that. Could have told you that already. Bellatristic. Definition number one, of, pertaining to, or having the characteristics of, Belles Lettres. Definition number two, written or appreciated for aesthetic value rather than content. So style over substance. So belletristic, it's just about style over substance then. Uh, Instead of the phrase style over substance and sound dead clever. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Or is that another thing? Is that another thing I should try and self-improve? Not to say things just because they sound clever. Because that's not useful, is it, really? That's not self-improvement, is it? That's just selfish. Oh, God. Let's check this next one. Protein. Protein. Okay, so it's an adjective, and it is... It means... Exceedingly variable, readily assuming different shapes or forms. E.g., an amoeba is a protein animalcule. Animalcule. See, I don't know what that means either. Animal and then C-U-L-E on the end. Animalcule. Just means a small animal. Well, I've learnt that as well now. So, an amoeba is a protein animalcule. An amoeba is a protean animalcule. That sentence should be given to Sam to try and say, uh, so he can enunciate better. An amoeba is a protean animalcule. I remember I, I thought uh, scatological meant a scattergun approach. So he's got, oh, he's not thought that through very well. He's, he's approached it very scatologically um i thought it meant scatter going approach uh someone told me someone kindly had a a quiet word and told me it it, it meant uh, stuff to do with poo scatological um so thanks to that person so uh next word for me to learn so we got bellatristic style of substance. Protein, which means exceedingly variable. The next one is espial. The act of noticing or observing. The fact of noticing or observing. A discovery. How would I use it in a sentence then? There's an example here from Byron. Screened from espial by the jutting cape. Hmm. That's quite a nice line. So obscured from view by the jutting cape, which I assume is some kind of cliff. Again, I don't know words well enough. Screened from espiel by the jutting cape. Hmm, very interesting. Okay, so last word. So imago, or imago, don't know how to pronounce it, I-M-A-G-O, imago. ...is the final developmental stage of an insect after undergoing metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. It has another secondary psychological definition, which is an idealised concept of a loved one formed in childhood and retained unaltered into adult life. Whoa, that is two weird definitions to have side by side. Imago, the entomological definition is the final development stage of an insect after undergoing metamorphosis. So like when they've been like a larvae or something like that. So like when a butterf- a butterfly is that. A butterfly has just gone, on, uh, gone through imago. Or has become Imago? I'm not sure. So like a butterfly has undergone the final developmental stage of an insect. It's gone from that weird chrysalis thing and whatever whatever butterflies do. I don't know. But it also means an idealised concept of a loved one formed in childhood and retained unaltered in adult life. Wow. That's just mind-blowing that they're... They mean the same thing. This feel, I feel like I've got to use this word. It also sounds a lot like, like a brand of a, a car, the Peugeot Emargo. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be that inappropriate, I guess, if it was the final developmental stage of an insect after undergoing metamorphosis. You would have thought it was, the, uh, final, idealized concept. Of a loved one oh, slash insect, formed in childhood after undergoing metamorphosis, that it retained unaltered into insect adult life. (sighs) I don't know. That sounds like a pretty good car to me. I have messed up my brain with words.
2: Dear Sir slash Madam, I have heard about your organisation through the internet, and am very interested in working for you. I have several years' experience doing things that are vaguely related to the work that you do, but I am confident that I can probably figure out how to do whatever it is that you do in about a week or so. The work that you do at your organisation seems to be better than that done by most other organisations, and I think that it is meaningful work that I would enjoy doing, and that could be important within the wider context of our current society. I have a number of transferable skills, like being good at writing, using computers, learning weird stuff, and happily doing things that are objectively boring for hours on end. To prove this point, I have a Doctorate of Engineering degree. I also have a number of soft skills. I'm not a sociopath, I'm not creepy, I can hold a normal conversation, and I'm emotionally stable. I'm the good kind of weirdo, the kind that wants to be quietly left alone most of the time, but will step up and do some talking when some talking needs to be done. Please give me an interview, not a phone interview, I'm really bad on the phone, but a face-to-face interview, I'm good at those. I read a load of stuff online about body language and building rapport, so I think you'll like me but you won't be sure why. I'm also good at answering questions on the spot, as well as turning around, unanswerable questions. To make it look like, although I don't know the answer, I'm willing to learn the answers from you. I also have nice shoes, and we will be dressed just smart enough so you think, this guy has his shit together, but not so smart that you think that this guy is trying a little bit too hard. Really I just need a job to be honest, and judging by your website, your organisation seems like a bearable one to work for. It's not even that I really need the money, don't get me wrong, I do need the money, But I more need something to do in the day. Something to complain to my girlfriend about. Something to answer the question, So what are you up to now? I'd also like my parents to stop worrying about me. And say, He'll be okay. Look at that job. That's a nice job. We have a nice son with a nice job. I have absolutely nothing on. So we can meet for an interview at literally any time. I look forward to hearing from you soon. Best wishes, Sam Bradley. And now, a self-improving one-minute book review. Moby Dick by Herman Melville. Moby Dick is a classic American novel and so when you read it you can't help but wonder whether it lives up to its reputation the book is about Ishmael who depressed on land sets out to go whaling and is hired to the crew of the Pequod a whaling ship packed with a cast of fascinating characters but Moby Dick is famously the book about Ahab and the whale is it not? well Ahab isn't in the first 200 pages at all and rarely makes appearances after that but his legend looms large over the entire book when Ahab finally sets his ivory leg on the deck of the Pequod the legend that surrounds him both in the book and in our contemporary culture is shown to be true this is Moby Dick its finest as Ahab tells his tale of the great white whale that he fought with his bare hands and that took his leg and that the crew of the Pequod are now charged to pursue across the oceans of the entire world. The whale hunting sequences are also so vividly rendered on the page that you can smell the sea spray and feel every thrust of the harpoon as it is plunged deep into the writhing leviathans. But it also has these incredibly long and boring sections, talking about the history of whales, the different types of whales and every excruciating detail of how to hunt, secure and extract a whale's precious oil. However, this is where I turn to the audiobook, where, even in the very boring sections, the narrator's deep, resonant New England voice is a joy to listen to as your mind drifts across the furthest found reaches of our watery globe.
0: Oh, no, one, one. This whale, among the English of old, vaguely known as the trumpa whale, and the uh the visitor whale Uh-oh. and the anvil headed whale is the present cachalot of so the French boring. and the potsfish of the Germans and the macrocephalus of the long words. It's just so he is so marked out the largest inhabitant of the globe, the most formidable of all whales to encounter, the most majestic in aspect, oh, of and lastly, by far the most valuable in commerce. He being the only creature from which Keep that talking, valuable man. substance, spermaceti, is obtained. All his peculiarities will, in many other places, be enlarged. So boring. It is chiefly with his name that I now have to do. Philologically considered, it was absurd. Some centuries ago, when the sperm whale was almost wholly unknown in his own proper individuality, and when his oil was only accidentally obtained from the stranded fish, in those days, spermaceti, it would seem, was popularly supposed to be derived from a creature identical with the one then known in England as the Greenland or right. Oh, boring. It was the idea oh also that the same spermaceti was that quickening humor of the Greenland whale, which Just the keep first syllable that. of the word literally Just expresses. Keep In those times also, spermaceti was exceedingly scarce, not being used for light, but only oh, as anointment so and It was only to be had from the druggists, as you nowadays by an ounce of rhubarb. When, as I opine, in the course Don't of time, stop. the true nature Don't of Spermaceti stop. became known, its original it's so name was still retained by the dealers, no doubt to enhance its value by a notion so strangely significant of its scarcity. And so the appellation Appalachian...
1: During May, I started recording what I thought could be a new podcast. The idea was simple. Okay, bye. I would record myself, talking to myself, while walking to work. Morning, Paul. Morning. You alright? Hello, and welcome to the podcast that currently has no name. Now, I never really worked out what the title was going to be. Uh, walking it out. We can walk it out. Terrible title. But over a few weeks, I ended up with six and a half hours of recordings. It is uh, May the 6th. Uh, Happy May the 6th to everybody. We've had May May the 4th be with you. Cinco de Mayo. And now May the 6th, which means nothing. Unless it's your birthday. Then it's really important to you. Unless you're from a culture where... You don't celebrate birthdays, and then it's just another day. It's just like everybody else. So happy 6th of May, everyone. The idea was that I walked and I talked through different thoughts and ideas, and... and see if any new ideas come up just in, just in talking. A stream of consciousness. Uh, an audio notepad. I talked about theories. I bet you, somewhere, an iPad has been bought antenatally <laughs> for a child, in preparation for a child. Not necessarily so the child can use it, but maybe... I asked myself questions. What is the god of sleep? I'd like to know. Talked about pet hates. Dogs I've known and hated. <laughs> Welcome to Walk It Out with me, Chris Delamere, on today's episode of we're going to be looking at dogs I've known and hated. I sung to myself. That's incredible.
3: What gods are you afraid to?
1: And I used the opportunity to examine my life and develop ideas about what I could do to self-improve. I've been meaning to put in place techniques used by well, it's Benjamin Franklin, for one, he had a list of 13 virtues that he thought were most important. There's quite a lot of virtues to have, I think, 13. Just have two or three and try to do those two or three really, really well. And just leave the rest. <laughs> Maybe that should be my thing for the show. But the process was self-improvement in itself. It was therapy. It was a relief to talk this stuff out. This is like a, a way of getting rid of those thoughts. It's like just vomiting them out onto a audio canvas. Then i got distracted with other self it tasks and i stopped doing the recordings for a few weeks. i but I missed doing them. I realised I missed that release. I missed the talking. Talking is really good therapy. So I started up again. And I discussed the improvements I had made since I last recorded my walks to work. Um, I'm back recording as I walk again. Uh, I've, I've had a few weeks off and now I'm back. It's June now and the sun is out, it's over 20 degrees, it's got to be, the birds are singing and there's so many things that I've kind of, in the intervening times I've discovered about self-improvement. It's amazing the kind of things that actually do improve your life and they're just little material things like fabric conditioner. I'm about to do my very first clothes wash with fabric conditioner. This is a big moment for me. I've never used fabric conditioner, but I want to become a better person. I want to be surrounded by nice things, and it's amazing. One simple change can make all the difference. Just having soft towels uh, can, can improve your life no end. You know, it's not just enough to be clean. You need to project the smell of an English meadow over a lavender tinted sea breeze or whatever um, you know i'm I'm slowly coming to the conclusion that there's there's more than one compartment in life. there's the bit where you put your detergent and there's the bit where you put your fabric conditioner. And what you've got to do in life is embrace all the compartments in your washing machine life. There are many compartments in life, and it's up to you to embrace as many as possible uh, within a choice of th- three. I still don't know what the the third one is, but never mind. Right, put my clothes in the wash. I've got some Aerial ActiLift, ActiLift XL gel. New formula, color and style. Let's put it on 40. Save the world, put it on 40. There is a 30 option, I could say. Nah, fuck it. Fuck the world, fuck the world, put it on 40. Oh my word, the smell of the fabric conditioner. I cannot wait to smell like this. Blue skies, mmm, that's the flavor. Lovely blue skies flavor for your clothes. I always put in my detergent by eye. Not with my eye, with my hands, but you know, I, I measure it out by eye. And I'm doing the same with my softener as well. Okay, put a bit more detergent in there. I might even put a little extra snifter. of softener mmm an extra snifter of softener I'll get you going for the night oh uh, I think that's done this is very exciting I might have put accidentally too much fabric conditioner in but okay let's start and there it is the sound of the washing machine a fanfare for my new life well i've been using fabric conditioner for a couple of weeks now and <laughs> it's is amazing is this what people is this what people have been doing all this time is that why all their clothes smell nice and stuff No wonder you're so happy. Fucking hell, it's amazing. Just the smell of things. Like a beautiful meadow. I just want to swim around in my own socks. I want to sort of, you know, like how people have scented candles around their room to just chill them out a bit. I feel like doing the same thing, but with uh, my boxer shorts, my freshly fabric-conditioned Boxer shorts. And I tell you what, it has changed my life in many ways. Uh, Where previously I I was, you know, a bit starched and a bit stiff, I do feel I go with the flow a lot more now. And certainly, allowing the clothes to sit more comfortably on my skin has inevitably made me more comfortable in my own skin. Mm Mm-hmm. So good. There's other things like buying a new phone. When you've got a cracked piece of shit, three year old phone that's two or three models behind on the newest phone, it's time to move up. I'm not the most active person in terms of physical exercise, Um, I suffer from chronic back pain, for which I have been prescribed um, exercise by the doctor. I still don't really do very much, I walk to work, that's about it, but I don't do a lot. So Sam challenged me to go and do some yoga. I moved house recently, uh, and I now live in Walkley. I used to live in Chapeltown, I went to Crooks for a bit to live with my parents, and now I live in Walkley. And that is self-improvement in itself. Now, Walkley <laughs> in Sheffield is like the yoga capital. For a small and sleepy bit of Sheffield that still feels uh, very much like an old village, Walkley has, I think, three different yoga centres. Now, I've been having trouble with my back for a long time, and even now, as I'm saying this, my back is hurting a little bit, and today I have taken some cocodamol. I've done some back stretches, I've applied some Tiger Balm, um, just to get my back feeling borderline manageable. So obviously, the advice I was given about this chronic back pain by doctors and osteopaths and some friends... Uh, was to do more exercise, do more exercise, just do more exercise, do, do some, do some exercise at least. Um, and the exercise that I was recommended to do most of all was yoga. And as part of my self-improvement challenge, Sam told me I had to go and do some yoga. So in about 45 minutes time, I'm going to go to my very first yoga lesson. Now, I may have gone in at the deep end here with my first lesson, and I think only time will tell if it was a huge mistake. People who know me will know that I am a very, very sweaty individual who seems to exist inside his own tropical climate. So this first lesson of mine is not just any old yoga. No, no, it is hot yoga. And I imagine I am going to be soaked to the skin by a thunderstorm of my own creation. Uh, I'm so I'm a little bit nervous, but also a little bit excited. Okay, I'm just walking down now. It's quite exciting. Um, I'm going to walk past Rajput, the Indian restaurant, past the New York deli and all of their hot sandwiches, past Chez Shellalu. Chez Lalou Chez I think it's some kind of French restaurant. Past the rising sun, Chinese takeaway, and go and do some yoga. What a self-improvement that is, to walk past so many great eateries, well, one great eatery and uh, three okay ones, to go and do some exercise. I am here by the door of Hot Yoga.
2: Hello. have to do
1: yoga. I have come to do yoga, Fantastic. yeah. Fantastic. Um, four o'clock.
2: Excellent. Is it Chris? It is. Excellent. How, how did you know that? You, it says that you were booked in for class. Is it just me? No. No, we've got...
1: Or am you. I the last one here? I'm late.
2: There's one other person to come. There's two okay.
1: minutes left. So, I'll, I'll wait till the, exactly four o'clock. Is this your first time? Yes, it is. Fantastic. Well, I've been out of my uh, yoga lesson for about 10 minutes and the sweat has just about evaporated off my brow. Aspects of that was hard. A lot of it was just thinking about breathing and this weird throat breathing that I've never encountered before. But I think I understood by the end. I have to say, when when I think about yoga, I think about some stretching that might help my back, but there was just a lot of... Let's do some breathing. And then let's talk about how that felt. But I suppose those are the basics. You try and get the breathing down so that you do that unconsciously. And then the rest sort of falls into place. I think that's the idea. There were moments where it was a bit like being at a Kaylee, Or doing line dancing. Where I just completely lost my way. Because they have movements. They have movements where... She's instructing you what to do, which means you have to bend forward. And then she's saying what next to do, but you can't see her because your head is tucked between your legs. And my hearing's not great, so I couldn't hear whether I was meant to exhale on a a certain flourish or inhale. So it got very confusing in parts. But the bits where we just held a pose and uh, breathed in and out were very good and almost almost a euphoric dizziness which might have been uh, <laughs> the result of maybe hyperventilating uh, but I choose to see it as a, a spiritual awakening it's about uh, 20 minutes after my yoga lesson now I have to say I do feel somewhat uh, recharged And also kind of blissed out at the same time. It's kind of a calm energy. A calm new energy. I think that's the whole point of yoga. Yeah. It does allow you to take stock. I start to look at the trees and go, Ah, trees are green. That's nice. Look at the birds. They... They go through the air with their wings. That's incredible. I can't do that. And yet I feel at one with them as I do the trees. (sighs) Nature is wonderful, isn't it? It is. (laughs) I'm sort of taking the piss, but actually sort of overlooking a garden here with a stream and the bees buzzing about the pollen. Even the fact that it's kind of cloudy and overcast is sort of comforting rather than miserable. It's just That's just how it is. Things are just how they are. And you know what else I've been doing? I've been accessing some therapy. There's fabric conditioner. There's new phones. There's new houses. There's therapy. There's wonderful, wonderful medicines out there. Antidepressant medications. Really, really good. They really help. So for me, a mixture of prescribed medication and abstinence from uh, recreational medication, uh, a.k.a. alcohol, has been an incredibly positive influence on my life. Um, Just cutting out something that makes you depressed and taking something that is designed to lift your your levels, I think your serotonin it's just, it, I really would uh, if you're depressed, I would recommend it cut out your drink, take some nice pills it really does take away you know, it doesn't do everything, but it really takes off that edge, and that's a hell of a way to it's a hell of a way to open yourself up to start improving like it gives you that first little boost gives you that little lift where you suddenly see it's like suddenly seeing an open window and you don't get to see much of the window but you see it for like a fraction of a second and you go shit there's more to be had here there's stuff out there there's light at the end of the tunnel and it's really really easy to forget that when you're in the middle of depression and uh, not drinking taking Prozac has really opened my eyes to the idea that uh, you know My life's not over. There's so many things that you could do. And it is, life is scary, but it's also an extraordinary opportunity. And there's potential everywhere. And you can do so many things. And I don't think I was thinking like that in any way for years. You know, I'm not a doctor or a therapist or... I'm not really trained in any kind of mental health at all. And I wouldn't say that walking to work whilst talking to yourself is the best approach, necessarily, to your own self-therapy. But it's what I've done. And it has helped me. It's just good to talk. It's good to release words into the world sometimes they're getting irritated by little things the not being able to find your keys standing on a piece of Lego you know losing things getting unreasonably frustrated about that you know disproportionately angry about minor inconveniences in life like logging onto your internet banking system. Those kind, of, those kind of irritating inconveniences, I simply haven't noticed. I, didn't even, I don't even feel like I had to work on that. I just haven't noticed it. It's just sort of come with not drinking, taking my medication, and actually that stuff, that's the first stuff to fall away. So I've not even had to work on that, really. Stuff sometimes
3: goes wrong but that's okay carry on anyway
2: hi chris hi sam (laughs) it's been like ages since we actually spoke
1: uh yeah it's been a very long time uh that we've been spending making this episode (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I say making this episode. I feel like mostly just living our lives, and yeah, a, and, and then a bit of it is recorded. It's quite.
2: It's been quite personal. Oh yeah, I mean, we said this at the first checkpoint that self improvement it clearly takes a long time. It does take a long
1: time. Well, like how long ago was it when we had our first deadline for when we were going to release it? Like a month <laughs> and a half ago. <laughs> it, it was, was like we're going to release it. Ago. We're going to release it, and then we went. <laughs>
2: Nah, let's just keep going. I've not even achieved any of my goals yet. Uh, Let's just keep going.
1: But, having taken time over it, I've improved my life. I've actually become a better
2: person. (laughs) It seems like almost every part of your life has changed for the Uh, better.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, definitely. It's weird. It's not funny either. It's just like, I stopped drinking, I took some medication, started doing a bit of walking, got a girlfriend... Uh, you know it's nice
2: do you think you've achieved your goals you Uh, went to to yoga yeah so
1: in those recordings i talked about going to yoga and it mostly being a bit of breathing so since then i've been on another yoga lesson and it was hardcore (laughs) it was insane the room was even hotter we were doing like really complex like movements and stuff And I was sweating to the point where I was wearing an orange t-shirt and it was soaked in my own sweat so much that you actually couldn't tell that I'd sweated because the entire thing had (laughs) had turned into a darker shade. There was no patches. The whole thing was a darker shade of orange. But it's very good. And like, I genuinely felt a lot more supple and alive and my back didn't hurt for like two or three days wow so, really yeah, that was that's like a thing i have to do now for the rest of my life <laughs> <laughs> i feel like my my self-improvement is as much uh bringing myself up to a base level <laughs> which most people operate at <laughs> my self-improvement is like d- don't be a broken body <laughs> don't, don't yeah. be mentally unwell just bring raise yourself up to the level of everyone else that's my yeah. self-improvement
2: that's good so you're gonna go back yeah. again
1: yeah, I'm, that's going to be a thing that I do in my life. I might become one of those yoga people. Cool. What else did you intend to do? I forgot. Well, I wanted to do some Learn learning words. of words, but that kind of fell away a little bit. It felt a little superficial. So over time, right. I think my improvement aims changed. You know? I yeah. think yours
2: did as well, right? This is the thing that I've noticed the most. At the start of this, we were like, what should we improve? I wanted to read more books. I needed to get a job. I wanted to do more skateboarding and I wanted to enunciate better. But what what I realised is I kind of went through phases of improving each one of those. Because, of course, over this period, and part of the reason why it's taken so long, is that you've moved house and I've completely moved location with the yeah. boat out into the West Country. So we're pretty much in Bath now. And in London, when this project started, I was a 10-minute walk away from probably one of the best skate parks in the country. And it was dry, and I could just go out skateboarding all the time because I had loads of free time. And then as we moved out of London, everything kind of became more grassy, (laughs) less urban, less concrete. In a way, I mean, it's good you're in nature, but it's not as conducive to skateboarding.
1: No, and also we started to have one of those... Brilliant British summers where it uh, it rains torrentially exactly. most exactly. days.
2: So this is the other thing. I'm now closer to Bath, which it is a small city, and so there is places I will be able to find to skate here, but it has literally rained every single day. But the, those conditions are, well, perfect for sitting around and reading a book, right? Of course. So I moved away from skateboarding and started reading instead. I'm not sure if reading books was necessarily... A self-improvement it was more just achieving goals i think that's true but but it, it did open me up to some new that's ideas like,
1: and, that's like smart goals yeah uh, where you're like you give yourself one small thing that you can do as part of a larger goal so yeah. maybe you read three books it adds to your vocab and your sense of self and your sense of experiences via these books that you can then draw upon in the in the future.
2: So uh, <laughs> I feel like I kind of achieved those goals and then say the enunciation aspects of my dispatches. I mean, yeah. I, I purposefully constrained myself to a one minute book review. And in doing that, say Moby Dick is like whatever, five, 500 pages or something. The, the audio book was like 26 hours. And then I have to review that in a minute. And there's two parts of that. One is writing a review for a minute. And the other one is like reading it really fast. Yeah. It was funny for me speaking, it felt very fast, but then when you listen back to it, because I focus so much on actually saying all of the words properly, then um, it's actually understandable.
1: Yeah, I, did. I didn't think it sounded rushed.
2: No, exactly. I mean, it took me a lot of attempts just trying to get the, get the pronunciations correct. Like, it's difficult to do it for the first time, but then once you get used to it, you can find the rhythm of the words yeah. and find, find it yourself and do them. And the same with the sonnet. As I was making that, I just kept putting the tempo up and going, like, it's not fast enough. Just faster, 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 faster. Keep doing it faster, 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 faster. And still getting the words out and getting some, like, meaning behind them. I mean, that's why that Shakespeare on Toast book actually probably did lead me to some (laughs) self-improvement because it made me consider the rhythm. A lot of that book is about rhythm and the rhythm of the words that you say. And, like, how you should be pronouncing words and where the kind of meter is. So, so that was books. <laughs> yeah. Overall, do we feel like better people? So I was going to talk about getting a job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, realistically speaking, I know myself. And the books and the skateboarding and the making dispatches is all procrastination for getting a job. And then once I knocked all those pins down, then I was like, okay, I've got to get a job and like freaking out and sending application forms and, you know, doing my CV, writing cover letters, blah, 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 blah. And even though I've not got a job, I feel like I'm in a much more, what's the word, Chris? It means like the final metamorphosis of a butterfly. Was it Imago? I feel like I'm in the sort of Imago state for my job search. Really?
1: You're getting there. You're nearly the butterfly.
2: Yeah, I think this is only a thing that I've come to in the past few days because I realised, searching for jobs, I was basically consistently trying to find... I basically want want my old job back. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like... You you know when you look at jobs, you look at websites, you look at businesses and you're like, fuck these guys. (laughs) I don't want to work for them. No, it's not quite right. I don't like it. Yeah, and then I was like, actually... I got really bored with my PhD in the end, but actually academia is kind of a good fit for me, like culturally. And there's actually a lot of other stuff I can do with it. My PhD exposed me to a bunch of other stuff. Maybe I should just go back to that. And also, as soon as I thought about that, like open that up as an option again, I realised, oh, actually, I know a path that I can do that. Even if a job isn't available, I I can understand a path for in order to make myself available for a job. So like over the past few days I've realized that is actually kind of what I want to do and I can see you know I can see the route there which is a huge a huge difference.
1: So that's good you've you've not actually like acquired a job or secured a job in any way. No. But having considered it, having thought yeah. about it, you now know where your priorities lie and the path that you need to take. In order to get the thing that you want to get. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. That's a good start. In relation to, like, stuff I was talking about with mental health. The first bit is seeing the thing that you want, knowing you need to do something about it, and actually, you know, starting it.
2: Yeah. That's and a I- huge part of it. And interestingly, what's happened is that has completely changed all my self-improvement goals. Really? Like... All of a sudden, I'm like, well, I need to work hard to establish myself sort of starting a new career. Yeah. And it's like, I can see all the steps that I need to do to do that. And a lot of them are self-improvement steps. Like, I need to start networking. I need to start programming. I need to start reviewing papers. I need to start doing this and that and learning new things. But yeah, like all my self-improvement goals have changed. I still want to read books and I want to go skateboarding, but they're not the priorities anymore. I think that's the other thing is that self-improvement, you could say... I start here and I end here and I have improved over this period. Yeah. But actually, it's never an ending. <laughs> no, you're always it's just You're just sort of checking in every now and then.
1: Yeah, but that's important to do. And yeah. it's good to be able to have those timestamps and say, look where I was three months ago, look where I am now. But it's a constant development. I yeah. love the fact that this whole project really hasn't been self-improvement but has been procrastination standing in the way of real self-improvement for you.
2: (laughs) That's what it feels like. But, like, you sort of put up these artificial procrastination barriers, and once you've overcome them, it's like, oh, well, now what? Oh, well, I'll just have to finally get on with the thing that's important. Yeah, and then your brain
1: can actually (laughs) settle on the thing that you need to do. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like a process that you have to go through. I I have started this process, I must finish it, and then my brain will be clean... For dealing with the next task, yeah, I'm I'm really excited for you, Sam. I think <laughs> I think now you've worked out what you want to do.
2: I think there was a two part to this, one of which was S- Sally yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be understated how effective Sally yelling at me was, and I think the other one was a heart to heart with producer Paul. Oh, so he does really
1: f- good. He does really good heart to heart studies. Yeah. Well
2: speaking of so se- i mean if you want a model of self improvement like yeah look no further
1: so after all this self improvement i thought i'd leave the listeners with uh, some things that i've learned from uh my well-being therapy sessions and it's just five simple ways uh of having uh, a life that is uh that has good well-being and leads you to like good mental health and good uh, interactions with people the first one is to connect just connect with people go out see people talk to people the second one is be active do some physical exercise do something keep learning keep learning new skills give to others that's pretty self-explanatory just give people stuff it's a nice feeling and be mindful just be conscious of uh, what's going on and that's just five it's so simple (laughs) like all (laughs) of that makes you feel so much better yeah. And it's really dumb to state it in a way, but just do those things every day and you'll feel yeah. great. They, they read those out in the, in the session, like amongst loads and loads of different worry management techniques that were very, very specific. They just said these five very vague things and I just thought, it's all so easy, isn't it? <laughs> you just need to do a bit of that every single day. Yeah. Just do a bit of that. And you'll be happy. And I want you to be happy, Sam. I want you to be happy, bathers.
2: Yeah. We want and you to be happy.
1: Hopefully, hopefully, the, those keeping those little things in mind uh, will help you. Connect, be active, keep learning, give to others, and be mindful. That's all it is. Right, well, um, I guess we should go. Carry on with our now self-improved lives. Yeah. Uh, a few thank yous to david brady who helped us out with that brand new spanking theme tune thank spankin you david new brand new thank you <laughs> theme tune uh uh jade harvey uh the mental health i app service <laughs> in sheffield uh prozac <laughs> this episode comes
2: comes uh brought to you by prozac um anybody else i'd like to thank my darling girlfriend sally Producer Paul Sobek, and Mr. Frank Muller, who read Moby Dick to me. So thanks, Frank. Uh,
1: th- big thanks to Hot Yoga on Common Side. Uh, they've got a new starters deal: thirty-two pounds. You can get uh, however many sessions of yoga in the very first month that you're a member. Get on down. This has been the longest gestating episode <laughs> we've ever made. <laughs> And it's over. And is it even any good? Well, you tell us, bathers. Uh, send us an email at communalbath at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Uh Soundcloud. Soundcloud.com forward slash communalhy-bathroom. Chris has a new
2: podcast.
1: Oh, yeah. Listen to my new podcast called Songtime uh, that I make with Mario D'Agostino. We've just released our first episode called Hello World. Uh, Basically we get together and we write songs together And we record the entire process It's a lot of fun So give it a listen Thank you very much for joining us Don't forget to wash behind your ears Bye Bye, Babers